Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1, verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen. One playwright writes, it's believing when you see white, when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says, if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is December the 8th, and we have the whole gang here. We have Deb and Craig. Hello, hey. good morning. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the good news. We're going to talk about uh, Luke, second chapter, verses 4 through 14, the birth of Jesus Christ. Yay. Yay. So definitely, finally, some good news. This is the crux of our religion. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> All right, and uh, I will open us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We thank you uh, for just um, giving us the presence of mind, of the love, and the sacrifice that you've given to us, and where we can celebrate your birth. And uh, we dedicate this podcast to you, and everything that we say we do will be for the love of you. We thank you. We love you. And we ask that you bless us as we reach out to other Christians and non-Christians and Muslims and and Jews and uh, those who are atheists and agnostic. Uh, We want to create conversations, discussions, and um, just let people know uh, what the good word is and uh, what the, 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 the news that you have for us that uh, we're all brothers and sisters in your name and that um, you want us to be happy and that you love us and that we love you too. So we ask that everything that we say and we do will be blessed by the love of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. So Luke, let's talk about Luke. He he writes like he's writing a movie. Yes. Or a Broadway musical. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also includes historical facts so like we know mm-hmm. who the governor is at this time so we can look in historical records and figure out sure you know when things are happening mm-hmm. so he's really trying to describe the life of Jesus for us in terms of historical context and, and in a, a linear fashion mm-hmm. instead of like all over the map yeah and so this uh, section of Luke is when I went to college at Baylor mm-hmm. at our Christmas parties every year, someone read this passage, nice. and um, and that's how we started our celebration of the holiday. Wow! Um, and because we are in the season of Advent, mm-hmm. I know it's a little early. Um, we're not quite yet at Christmas, but I just kind of wanted to share this passage with you. Sure, guys. sure, no problem. So, um, do you want me to read it, or you want to read it? Uh, may I? Absolutely. I know my my throat is in you know no, you've been, yeah, highest no, form, but yeah, you've been sick, and I, you know it's wonderful that you're you're, you're here. Let's go ahead. So this is um, Luke two four through fourteen. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. 
She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. There's more to the story than that, but mm-hmm. that that's really the crux of it. I love, yeah. the, I love the way <laughs> you read that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was getting a little emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, and even with your cold, it sounded like the I know. Charlie Brown Christmas. That's really lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> no, fantastic. So every time I hear this, even, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know I have, you know, these other ties to it from my youth. Sure. But, but I also just feel overwhelmed when I read this that, Beautiful. Somebody would do this for us. Yeah, I mean, it's you know we've gotten very cynical in in, our, in today's world, and you know, of course, there's all sorts of things that we just just having pure good news and not having anything attached to it, or you know, it's like, well, okay, well, what's the catch? I mean, this is just pure, unadulterated, wonderful news. And I think about the shepherds who are shocked and are, and afraid when they see an angel. Of course, it is the fear of. My God, you know, it, how we react if we saw an angel. I mean, you know, I'm sure with... They have no idea what's well. going on. Like, yeah. an angel appears, they're like, what? Yeah. It, it happens a lot in the Bible. Like, yes. People see angels, and the very first thing is like, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Well, I mean, if, if an angel appeared to any one of us right now, we would probably be like, what's happening? <laughs> but I also wonder... For those uh, shepherds that we were talking when we were having breakfast, uh, you know, how the shepherds have to toil every day working with the sheep and, you know, it's just hard work. Yeah. But I wonder how much, how, just how, how much good news do they really hear <laughs> every day? Probably, like you were saying earlier, they're kind of loners, right? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, shepherds, they were kind of outcasts. Yeah. You know, they didn't involve themselves in civic life. They had, and then you look at, Mary and Joseph, and mm-hmm. she's pregnant. They're not married. They're kind of outcasts, too. In a yeah. Way, you know? So they start out with the census. You guys were asking me about that. So oh, yeah. Every few years, just like we do here in the U.S., mm-hmm. we record all of the people that claim to be living here. Yeah. And so it was one way for Herod to kind of search for the baby that he's looking for. That's right. That, that might fulfill a prophecy. Yeah, that's mentioned in uh, verse 5 here, um, the registry. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting how, you know, the and I, I don't know if we do that here in the United States where the census is used to track, you know, the votes and, of course, like electoral votes and all that stuff. And no, but it also, mm-hmm. you, you haven't had to fill out the how many people live in my household, this is how much they right. make, this is what language they speak. Right, right, all exactly. that stuff yeah. that happens every I don't know, four years? Right. So Herod is using um, the census to find this baby, because I think in an earlier verse, Herod had here is a proclamation that 
a child will be born that will jeopardize his um, his throne. And he also wants to raise taxes, so he's yeah. trying to codify all the people he can tax. Well, yeah. we were talking about earlier how yeah. the disciples were saying, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, they thought he was going to be uh, political. Uh-huh. Well, this is also true in the prophecy. People, people, the Gentiles especially mm-hmm. at that time were like, um, yeah, when the when the when the king kings come. Politics as we know it is over, and mm-hmm. you know we're no longer going to be, you know, yeah. oppressed by a Herod or anybody else. <laughs> you know? And I, I, for some reason, people had had in their heads that that that's the way it was going to be. Yeah, right. You know, that mm-hmm. that was the miracle of miracles. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think today we look at it and it's so much more. Yeah, you know, it's so much more than that. And it parallels. I think it's Exodus where. Uh, Ramesses. I'm not sure if it's Ramesses, but uh, basically there's a, a hunt for the baby Moses. Yeah. We get rid of that, yeah, that political threat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Ramesses II. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so back to this story. Mm-hmm. 14-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's 14 virgin, years old. For, yeah. Virgin. Mm-hmm. Pledged to marry this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not married, but at that time it was very hard to break a marriage vow. Bond, yeah. Like, or whatever, mm-hmm. a pledge, yeah. is the word. And she's being carted off over hundreds of miles on a donkey, <coughs> nine months pregnant, yeah. jostled. They get to this town that they have to register, and it's dark, mm-hmm. or we assume it's near night mm-hmm. in our minds, and yeah. um, they can't find a place to stay. Because everybody's yeah. returning to the city. everybody's doing the same thing. Right. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like when, yeah, you can't, there's a conference and you can't find a room at the hotel. <laughs> and uh, so they, they find this barn for, for shelter. Mm-hmm. And we're celebrating Christmas here in the winter. Um, but I think traditionally a lot of scholars would say that this happened in the summer. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they go, they're in this barn. This 14-year-old girl gives birth by herself. Yeah. I I. I'm sorry, men, but I don't think Joseph was allowed help. And then they, they talk about her being the one who swaddles the baby and puts him in the manger by herself. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Can you believe that? Yeah. 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 In a filthy barn. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's it's really a, a great dichotomy to see, you know, like you were saying, the outcasts and the, and the barn and, you know, it, it's really such a glorious event happening in a very dirty horrible place to have yeah. a child. Yeah. <laughs> so. And she is alone. She doesn't remain alone because very quickly the word gets out. Yeah. The shepherds come and, of course, the three wise men come and, you know, pretty soon the world, you know, even as small as the world is back then, knows about baby Jesus. It's true. And, you know, this is how the news travels. Yeah. Yeah. What I also like about this is that Luke is very specific. He's like, on this day, the day mm-hmm. of the census, so in real history, he's yeah. pointing to, yeah. in, in this city, in Bethlehem, in the real world, you can look at it on a map, mm-hmm. and then we, you know, the angel says, the Savior, the Christ, the Lord, so the Savior who's taking away our sins, yeah. the Christ who fulfills our hope, mm-hmm. and the Lord who defeats our enemies and makes us safe. Yeah, yeah. It's very, so joyful. Mm-hmm. I don't sound joyful when I say that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> and I think about verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. And I think bringing good news, because when you sent us this Bible verse, 
I think uh, you had said, you know, the the emphasis is to bring the good news, to let the world know. I mean, that's the reason why we do this podcast. But I think when I think about to bring it in context with today's world, I think we're so consumed with me, 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 and, you know, clicking what's happening with me or whatever. We're not so consumed with either giving the good news as far as um, just... The good, I mean, as Christians, you know, just the good word of, of, of Christ being born and, you know, the sacrifice that he's given to us and how joyous Christmas can be. We've already talked about how Christmas can be very superficial, you know, toys, and it's not so much about, you know, receiving, but it's about giving. Um, not just giving gifts, but just giving ourselves, giving our time, giving... Um, um, Contributing to people, you know, making people's lives better. That's what Jesus wants us to do. Yeah, to me, I, I, I feel like that, too. We're so concerned with, especially, you know, last week you started talking about holidays. Here they come, they're charged, they're, yeah. they have all these things. All short. And, and all we think about, and, you know, I, I, I'm totally guilty, and, and correct me if this doesn't sound familiar, but I think about the things that I, the, the the experiences I want to feel mm-hmm. around the holidays. I want to feel comforted. I want to feel warm. I want to feel abundance. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I don't care about, you know, all of the nasty things. Here, yeah. there's a stark, like as Deborah said, there's a stark humility about these people. Yes. As, this is a crappy situation. The future is scary, if not completely unknown. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with rejects, refugees, people who have been shunted from all those things that we associate with the holiday season. Comfort, mm-hmm. ease, you know, mm-hmm. no stress. And yet, what, what, the, what Luke's telling us to do is like, the most beautiful thing is coming from the most humble origins. Yes. Look around you people. <laughs> the thing that you find like the scariest kind of thing, yeah. You know, Christmas Eve when you see the people huddled, mm-hmm. you know, outside. Yeah, that humility. That's what's there to bring you the the biggest warmth, the biggest comfort. Yeah, you know, look in in in, in reflection to what you were saying, Rich. You know, you, we look, we concentrate so much on ourselves. Yeah, and and here here is this kind of crazy, dynamic, spiritual mm-hmm. blessing, good news coming from the most. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Sure. Kind of play. Yeah. Yes. Just these ten sentences. Like, have, <laughs> yeah. like, how many songs have we gotten from these ten sentences? Oh, sure. You know? I know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was going to tell them start singing. Yeah. Yeah. Away in a manger. Away in a manger. Out there, they just sing. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the next verse, you know, two, two turtle doves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, I, I want it to, like, it's, to me, when I read it, it's definitely, like I, I mentioned, like a Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, and I'm sure all of you have seen this in your church pageants, in your, you know, and whatever, is that you have the manger scene, you have the angel flying in, and all the lights, and the trumpets, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like a, I f- it's like something happening in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> all glamour and spectacle. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Even the donkey. Like, yes. <laughs> he knows exactly when to pray. Yeah. And, and uh, Jeff, you and I were talking about during breakfast uh, how we get nostalgic over, like, when I think, when I was a kid, 
there are all these television shows like the Rankin Brothers, um, the stop motion like Frosty the Snowman and Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer. That would happen during Christmas time. And it was such an idyllic time. I have no idea what my parents were going through during the 70s. And, you know, uh, my, my parents, just to make a long story short, they divorced when I was seven years old. And there was a lot of backbiting, not a lot of, you know, really horrific things, but just it's, it's never good when a family tears itself apart. Um, but it was still an idyllic time. It was a time I was an only child, and, you know, I didn't have any brothers and sisters. And so I really gravitated toward those, you know, those wonderful stories, like um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They're and full of hope. The, um, what is it, the, the Freeze Meister? Uh, I yeah. loved the Freeze yeah. Meister. Yeah. I'm Mr. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> have these DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when I think about this story, um, Loop 2, it is sort of idyllic, and, you know, there's, there is some controversy, but there's really just full of good news. And I don't think we should shy away from that. I think we should, you know, in our cynical times, and, and of course, politics makes us very cynical, um, but this is the time where we can really reflect on just the wonderfulness of what Jesus has done for us. The wonderfulness of God giving us a flesh and blood Savior who can understand what we go through. Because that's one of the things that separates us from our leaders. It's like, well, how can Donald Trump understand what I'm going through? He's rich. How can my boss understand what I'm going through and whatever? Jesus really does understand because he was born in major. I think about Mary. I mean, I don't know if they can be compared to the homeless today. I, but I think I very close to them. Yeah. make that I mean, I, um, so there's a woman who goes to the BART, uh, goes through the BART, and she's a young woman, and she has a child, and she has a sign, please give me money or whatever. A lot of people speculate, well, maybe she's just, you know, scamming people or whatever because she's around there. But I think about that. I think about, you know, what if she were like Mary? I mean, not that Mary was begging for money or whatever, but, I mean, they were going from town to town, hey, I need a place to stay. You know, can, can, you, can yeah. I stay? And... Everyone says no. I mean, it says right there. And um, I'm trying to find the uh, verse. Uh, seven. Uh, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in her manger because there was no guest rooms available for them. Everyone shut their doors. Everyone said no. Can you imagine that? If you knew that there was a woman who had the baby Jesus. Said, yeah. And people were like, well, listen, I just don't have time. So I think just... Um, Put away your cynicism and just, you know, take in the good news. That's yeah, spread And try news. to find joy again. Absolutely. In, at, this, at this time of year. Yeah. And, and also remind yourselves that God thinks you're really worthy. Mm-hmm. Thinks that you're worth it. Yeah. And, and, and this is one of the gifts that he has given you. Yeah. That he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of the rest. Like, we all know how the story ends. Yeah. This is, this is know, how it begins. This is yeah. how it begins. And it's so precious. Yeah. yeah. So much anticipation in, in, in this time in Advent. Yeah. 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 I think about the sentence, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. How does it read in your version? Yeah. I think I have the same thing. God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those who, on whom his favor rests. I can't hear this without hearing, you know, the singing. <laughs> Glory, Glory to Lord. God in the highest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Celtic version. And yeah. peace to his people on earth. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I think is interesting. Like, 
they're reminding you who's giving you this gift, yes. God, right? Mm-hmm. So let's thank him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're saying through this gift that, that you'll find peace. Yes, absolutely. The salvation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that everyone fully comprehends that when the angels are singing that to them, but mm-hmm. um, but it's also on whom his favor rests. So it's also pointing out that God loves you. Yeah, he favors us, yeah. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much just simple compassion here, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we can think about the people who said no and turned them away. And mm-hmm. We can think about, like, the shepherds just kind of, like, you know, a dubious bunch of folks. Yeah. You know, who's going to – and then they go out afterwards and start spreading this good news. Yeah. Who's listening to them? I don't know. Yeah. The mad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is, but, yeah. you know, some people are. But also, the gift of peace, that's a very interesting gift. I mean, how many, of a, how many in our lives gives us peace? Or the gift of peace. There are a lot of people in our lives who, I mean, although they love me, they kind of stress me out. They bring chaos. (laughs) They're like, hey, you know, I'm sorry to call you, but I need this and I need that. I need this or whatever. And I wonder just how many people in my lives gives me peace, go out of my way to make sure that I'm peaceful. And, you know, that is, it's a, it's an, um, it's a, um, acerbic, or it's it's a very abstract gift, but I, I would recommend you know, sure, you'll give you a gift or whatever, but Jesus has given us the gift of peace. He brings peace. And, Trent, you and I have talked about how um, the apostles and Paul writes these letters to the Corinthians and the Colossians or whatever because they don't understand, well, isn't Jesus supposed to be this political leader who's supposed to, you know, help us out? And really the message that Jesus comes constantly gives us, even right now as a baby, is peace. Well, it's something everyone, whether they admit it or not, crave, you know, in their lives, in their relationships, in their, you know, in in the world. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's something that everyone craves, just like, you know, and it seems abstract, but it's, just, it, it, you know, you, you can deny it all you want, mm-hmm. but I know you want it, and I know I want it, and yeah. I can sit there and say, well, today I'm not feeling it. But, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that... Underneath, I'm like, yeah, I really want some peace. I really want some peace for me, for her, for for that guy over yeah, there. Yeah. Um, joy is another thing I get from this. Another commodity that mm-hmm. is kind of hard to obtain just by trying to get it and mm-hmm. obtain it. It comes when you kind of let go and let <laughs> and let God mm-hmm. or whoever just be. I mean, here the angels come down and say, like, it's happening. It's happening. Things are just going to be. And you're not going to have to crave this stuff anymore. You don't have to wish for it anymore because it's right here, right now. Yeah. That, to me, just makes this message. It makes me emotional just because it's so overwhelming. Right. To me, if somebody said that to me, whether they were a beam of light or a crazy angel, Mm -hmm. Just the mere concept of somebody saying, we're bringing you peace and joy. Like, really? Like, not kidding. Mm -hmm. I think I would be afraid or in awe or whatever, Mm -hmm. just God-smacked. Going like, what do I do? What do I do with this? Yeah. You know, it's too much. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yet we want it. Yeah. Deeply for ourselves and for, Mm -hmm. you you know, like I said. And the their, their only direction really is 
There's a lady with a baby in a manger over there. Right, right. Go find them. Wrapped in a cloth. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know. You'll know when you see them. Yeah. But all, all, you know, all three of us, because we we know each other very well, I know that you, especially you, Deb, you make sure to. You, you really look out for people. You want people to have peace. You know, you ask people, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you listen to people's issues, and you want to try to solve their issues. You know, you talk about your friends, you know, who, who they need help. You really look out to bring peace to in people's lives. Thank you. And, and, Craig, you do the same thing. You know, we have a mutual friend. You've helped him out this year uh, through, you know, some stressful times or whatever. You want to bring peace. And that's the thing that I would recommend for those who listen not only receive the, 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 the peace that Jesus has to give to us, and that is a gift that is, that is every day. It just doesn't happen on Christmas, but that is the gift that we yeah. receive every day. But give the gift of peace. You know, reach out to people and, you know, instead of just focusing on yourself, say, how can I help you? Maybe you need a hug. Maybe you just need someone to listen to you. Mm-hmm. But give the gifts of peace. And then you can reach out to people and help people in many ways. It yeah. doesn't have to be a grand mm-hmm. gesture. Right, exactly. Sometimes, like you're saying, it's just a hug. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there's some people who try to, you know, it's like, well, let me show you how much I love you. Let me buy you this, you know, thing. $500 thing, and, you know, and there it is. I love you, and, you know, see you later. Now, a lot of people ask, why? Why would God do this? Yeah. Why on earth? You know, why on earth would God do this thing mm-hmm. for humanity? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. What's he going to get out of that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I think we look upon that. We keep asking, you know, we ask, well, why does God love me or not love me? Why should he or why shouldn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's ridiculous, and especially in this story, because the one thing, the other thing I get out of this, mm-hmm. do you know why God does this? Because he likes doing it. <laughs> it makes him yeah. feel good. It makes him feel good to do something wonderful for humankind. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's a that's a good enough reason for me. Yeah. I mean, man, but that's that's what I get out yeah. of It's like, I bring you joy. I bring you peace. I didn't ask for anything in return, except yeah. that you receive it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get used to the idea. Yeah. That's a good thing. And I think about the other gods that these people have had to deal with. And usually they're like, listen, give me a sacrifice. Yeah. You give me something. Mm-hmm. Well, the Old Testament God is yeah. all about that. Right, exactly. And this is completely different. Yeah. And I'm sure it blew people's minds. This and the shepherds are actually raising the mm-hmm. sacrificial lambs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And later on when they go to take Jesus to uh, the temple, mm-hmm. they have to bring a sacrifice. It's part of the... Well, isn't it interesting, too? Like, they're in... Like, okay, it's not a giant city, but they're in the city, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And then the angels go out here to the field mm-hmm. and tell the shepherds. Yeah. They don't tell, like, the people at the bar next door. <laughs> right. Or, or the people that are in the inn. Or the people <laughs> whose room it would be yeah. nice in your estate. They go outside the city to where the sheep and shepherds are. Yeah. And they tell them to come. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a great analogy because Jesus later on, when he speaks to the disciples, compares himself as a shepherd. Mm-hmm. So you see this sort of analogy sort of setting itself up in, in the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Just a great story. It is. It's a great, great story. I know. Story. It, mm-hmm. makes, it makes me want to sing. <laughs> I, just, I was literally hundreds of songs just for these 10 sentences. Yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps we'll have to do our Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where we 
sing. We do nothing but sing to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that actually might be an interesting one, like the, where we say, "This is the verse that inspired this Christmas carol." Yeah, that's right. We should bring in our own Christmas. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to focus on that. You're laughing, Greg, but I'm not. <laughs> no, I was just thinking. I'm going to break down fa la 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 la. la. <laughs> I'm going to break it down for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> maybe make it a bit tedious. Oh my yeah. Gosh. You're too funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else, or shall we wrap it up? Oh, my goodness. That's short and sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have that much else. I guess I have a question. If anyone's listening who wants a response. Sure, sure. Um, when you have a crush or you see a nativity in your neighborhood or at your church, is the baby Jesus there already, or do your does your... Do your, does your history or culture or whatever put the baby Jesus there on Christmas Day? Oh, yeah, you were asking about that. Because <laughs> I each, just wonder about different it. things, yeah. Because we never, well, you know, I, I grew up in a black Southern Baptist thing. We never really did the nativity thing. I mean, not in my church. I mean, we did um, the very first, we were talking about this during lunch, uh, breakfast time, the first time that we... I guess performed, and it was we were all three of us was in church. Church, church thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I remember. Um, was it all the same scene, the nativity scene? I don't, well, for me, it wasn't. Um, I did a thing. I remember the line: "These are they, the twelve tribes of Israel." And I don't know what I was. I forget what it was, but um, but for you guys, it was the nativity scene. I think each of you played the baby Jesus, right? No, I was the angel Gabriel. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I was. A, yeah, I was a baby Jesus. You know, I always like the lead roles. <laughs> This was at, this was at um, my preschool, not a yeah. church. Uh, it was called Kitty College, where my parents dumped me. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I just remember, like, growing up, mm-hmm. uh, the, our Air Force Base church had a nativity scene outside of it, yeah. and the baby Jesus was never there until Christmas Day. And then a, sense, a yeah. few years ago, my mom was in the hospital mm-hmm. um, around Thanksgiving, right, leading up to Christmas, yeah. and I had to walk by a crush every day to get to the elevator to go to her room, mm-hmm. and the baby Jesus was in there, and it was a Catholic hospital. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, every time I passed it, I got a little irked. I was like, baby Jesus isn't supposed to be there yet. You're oh, not just a little baby there yet. Oh, interesting. You're not there until the 25th. Right, exactly. It's a hospital. I would tell myself, like, oh, what is this Catholic hospital doing? Why is there a baby Jesus in there? For all you, uh, for all you, uh, Younger people or millennials out there, this is something called nostalgia. Yeah, you'll 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 not experience this in your yeah. lifetime, but but this is something we do. It's called a crush. Crush, crush, crush. And that's C R E S H. C R E C H E. I think. It's the, oh, okay. So I've never heard that before. It's the shack they were born in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah manger. Well. Yeah. That little, you know, you always see the little house. Yeah. And then the, mm-hmm. and then you get your, you, everyone gets a. Mm-hmm. A donkey and a sheep. <laughs> and a feeding trough. And a feeding trough. <laughs> I think that's the manger. And the manger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, wow. they mention the manger three times in this chapter. Yeah. Um, which I find, he's like, he's yeah. in the manger, people. I'm trying to tell you. Like, he's, he's, not the, he's not the suitcase or the glove compartment. <laughs> I'm the manger, yeah. I see it. I see it. He's sitting on hay. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you have any nostalgic um, thoughts when, uh, about Christmas? Oh, gosh. Uh, I used to get sick every Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. just in anticipation. I literally oh, would get ill. Of the toys? Yes. Yeah, so, so <laughs> I used to make myself ill. Yeah. Well, of course, my, my parents would hide the toys, and so I'd like, go through the house. And I grew up, I was actually quite... 
I don't know how I should say privilege. I mean, we, it was still the ghetto, but I grew up in a house. And I'd have to go through each of the rooms. I think it was like a, a six-room, five-room house. Looking for the toys. Like where they, where they, where the they? Tree? Well, like Christmas Eve, they would, but I knew that they had bought it earlier, so I'm like searching the closets and I searching see. You're here. I trying to get a preview. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because, you know, if I open it up, I already know what it, what's in there. How am I going to, you know, I wasn't that good of an actor. No wonder you were saying you, you weren't that freaked out when you found that there was no Santa Claus. No wonder. I mean, it's like yeah. your job at an early age was to uncover all these like, stupid <laughs> mysteries, right? Right, exactly. Well, my parents would be like, okay, hey, there's no Santa Claus, so let's find the toys. Where right. are they? Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you see the advertisements on TV, the toys and stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, obviously something's, something's going to buy something, and it's – I mean, I was a pretty smart kid, so I could figure out something was going on. But those are the things that I remember. And, of course, I remember, I think I talked about this on the other part uh, about a year ago, where Mom and I, and Mom and I had a very tumultuous relationship. But there was one time where I helped her put the, the um, decorate the Christmas tree, and we just sat in the living room, turned the lights out, and just watched the lights of the Christmas tree. Uh-huh. And it was just a very solemn, quiet, peaceful moment. Nice. And I remember that. Nice, nice. Did yeah. you have a do you have midnight mass? Yes. You did that. You did Still that? do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did, did, did you go to it when you were? Oh yeah. When you were little? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. We go to midnight mass. You know, there'd be cookies after, which I don't know why anyone would give children cookies at 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And then we go home and we'd open a present. One, mm-hmm. everyone got to pick one present. Then we go to bed, and then my sister would wake us up, and we'd. We'd open all our presents and then we'd have breakfast. <laughs> nice, very nice. Yeah. yeah. Same thing for you, Craig. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty similar. I remember, gosh, I remember <laughs> that midnight mass would be all this incense and stuff. I just wanted to pass out. It's like, <laughs> it was crazy because it was like you're not only excited beyond belief, you're exhausted beyond belief, and then the and then the ceremony itself is just like I don't know about your church, but when I grew up, it's like incense and organ music and you know just mm-hmm. i like you know, to go to midnight mass also because they sing a lot yeah a lot yeah. of singing yeah. 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 yeah yeah what about um like there there are some heirlooms like heirloom um christmas decorations ornaments mm-hmm. that would have been passed on from year to year the same for your, your family i got some of those yeah yeah my grandmother had a little tradition of uh giving one of us uh one for every every year mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so i've got a few left yeah. Something that kind of beat the shit, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Got a few, yeah. How about you, Jeff? My mom has ones that we made when we were little. Mm. My sister's kids make ornaments every year. Like oh, very nice. Yeah, oh, nice. This year they use pipe cleaners and borax <laughs> and they like crystal. They made their own designs. Yeah. And then it crystallized around the pipe Oh, that's cleaner. what they were doing. They were making ornaments. Right? Yeah. 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 Very so nice. Every year my sister finds a new craft for them to make something. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's so cool. But. Yeah, so in the spirit of Christmas mm-hmm. and joy, um, I hope that you do get presents and that you like them. But in addition to that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope that you receive joy and yes. peace and that you spread joy and peace to those around you. Absolutely, and that's the message, I believe. Yeah. All right, who wants to close us up in prayer? Craig? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you so much um, for, for good friends for good families, for good people who look out for each other, who care about each other. And thank you for the blessed Son, Jesus Christ, and his birth and this wonderful story and beautiful story by Luke um, that tells us just how much 
joy and wonderful happiness and peace you're willing to bring to the world. Um, we hope we can follow and walk in, in your ways the rest of the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, that's fantastic. And here's my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud. That's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg Space Clay, and DL Carragher for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible's been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for it. you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening. Thank you.